for the churches that aren't being represented, your regular church down the street, what do you recommend they do? I mean, in, in light of what the Bible talks about in Romans 13 and other places about obeying government, yet the government's transgressing way beyond the intention of our Constitution. Is this a time for civil disobedience and to start meeting again? Well, let me address uh, Romans 13 and 1 Peter, for example, because that is a peri- that's a scripture that's often used, and it's been probably one of the most abused uh, scriptures in 2,000 years of Christianity. It was certainly very abused during the Nazi regime in 1933, that's when this uh, famous uh, sermon was given in one of the Protestant churches with all the Nazi people there, with all the Nazi regalian flags, and it was based on Romans 13, just simply follow what the government is doing. And we see the disaster that that uh, ultimately resulted in. So what we see in Romans 13 is very similar to First Peter, and it's also very similar to what Jesus says in Matthew 22:21. And Jesus gives a real balance to that, and I'll mention that in a second. Romans 13, the first seven verses, is where we're talking about obey the government. And the reason why the government is established by God is for civic order. Why? To punish the evildoer and to protect the good. That's the purpose of government. Punish the evildoer, protect the good. In that same context, it also talks about, therefore, that's why you pay taxes. And Peter says something similar to that, to pray for our elected officials, which we should always do. Jesus ultimately is presented with that question, and they're trying to trick him. And they say, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? He says, let me see one of the coins. Whose inscription is it? Caesar's. He says, render to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, and to God the things that belong to God. That is really the jurisdictional question. And if you go back from the Old Testament all the way through Christianity till the present, what we have in the Old Testament, for example, is a division between the civic and the religious. You have the king, who does not have authority over the temple in worship. You have the priest, who does not have authority over the king. Those are two separate jurisdictions. And we see sometimes where kings ultimately really stepped across the line and got into a lot of problems and trouble when they tried to interfere with and go into the actual temple to micromanage and dictate worship. So you have two different spheres, the civic and you also have the religious. Jesus is saying the same thing. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. So the real question is, What about the church? Well, the church is not under the jurisdiction of the government. The government has no right, historically, that even predates our Constitution throughout history. But also the First Amendment draws a line. You have no right as a government to prohibit the free exercise of religion, and you have no right to micromanage or establish a religion, and that's exactly what you're doing. When you're saying to churches across the board, your form of worship has to be online. Or you can have a parking lot service but no in-person service. Or you can have 10 people but no more than that. Or if you're going to have a choir, they shouldn't sing. And believe it or not, those are some restrictions that are out right. there. Or if they sing, no particular um, wind instruments, only you know, percussion instruments, string instrument. That really goes far and beyond what the Constitution provides. In fact, the Constitution says government has no authority in those areas. 